Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the Wizards 112-94 in probably the most complete game that we've seen. Offense, buzzing, defense, definitely better. Still areas of improvement. We'll talk about that, specifically on the rebounding front. Uh, However, this was a really good game for the Celtics. Move back to four and two after losing the the last two games. So back in the win column, love to see it. Uh, gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about our upcoming week because it's a it's a fun week of games ahead of us here. But to get started, I uh, want to talk about player of the game, and I think you have to give it to Malcolm Brogdon. You have to do it. Uh, looking at the way this game played out, it's not a game that Malcolm Brogdon absolutely lit up the stat sheet in the first half. I uh, had three points in the first quarter, seven points at halftime, but then had nine points in that third quarter. And that really changed the entire game. Uh, you want to talk about a guy that like instantly changed the offense. The Celtics really went on a, a bad stretch of basketball. Go figure. I know. Uh, the Celtics had a 24-point lead at one point in that second quarter. Then they turned the ball over a bunch, including four turnovers from Jason Tatum in that second quarter. Uh, let the Wizards just out-rebound the shit out of the ball. And it got bad. The Celtics ended up only having an 11-point lead at halftime, which, again, grand scheme of things, Beautiful. Love to see it. But when you were up 24 at one point, again, five minutes prior, you don't like seeing that. Uh, But overall, this is a really, really solid game because Malcolm Brogdon came in in that third quarter specifically after, again, blowing a 24-point lead down to 11. Malcolm Brogdon came in and just completely shifted the energy. JB pun there, throwing it in the middle there. But really, like Malcolm Brogdon came in and everything changed. He did everything in that third quarter. He was hitting threes. He was super aggressive getting to the rim. He was getting to the free throw line. He was finding guys. Everything worked in that third quarter. Uh, It was a really good quarter of basketball, and it was led more so by him than it was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, this was a really good game for both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, minus the turnovers that we already talked about for Jason Tatum. But you look, and both of them, again, had great games. Jason Tatum, 23 points, four rebounds, three assists, five of 10 from three. Jalen Brown, 24 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, seven of 18 from the field, four of nine from three. Both of these guys went out, played great games. I just think Malcolm Brogdon overshined them outshined him through most through most of the game right so you love to see you know three guys stepping up this is the first time that we've seen Malcolm Brogdon hit 20 uh cross over that threshold so again this is just a it's a fun game to watch and you've got different guys stepping up uh so obviously we talked about Tatum Brown Malcolm Brogdon I'd say obviously those guys are the the three that spearheaded 
this game. But we also had pretty good contributions elsewhere. I thought Grant Williams had a really good game. Uh, 10 points, three rebounds, three assists. One thing that is really underlooked, under-talked about is Grant Williams, like, putting the ball on the floor, finding guys. Uh, this is a really good game to showcase Grant Williams' talents because it wasn't strictly him shooting three as well. He did shoot well, two of three again. I want to say he's still shooting at like 66% from three this year, which is ridiculous. Obviously not going to stay that high, uh, but you saw the, that part of his game. But he also continued to put the ball on the floor, find his spot, get into the like center of the lane, and put up a good shot. But he also found, like again, drove into the lane, dished out to JB for an open three. Like He's finding guys. He's making the right plays. This is a part of Grant Williams' game that we didn't see a lot of, right? So this is a beautiful addition uh, to the Celtics team because it gives you a different dynamic. Obviously, you know, we kind of knew what we were getting with Malcolm Brogdon. He's a guy that can slow the game down, can speed the game up, controls the pace, can get into the lane, drive dish, hit the three, not at a not at a great percentage like Grant Williams will get you, but he's absolutely more than serviceable at that. Uh, so you kind of know what you're getting with Malcolm Brogdon. Grant Williams is adding pieces to his game. And that's what you absolutely love to see. Uh, one of the things, another guy that I thought played pretty well, and I think is getting a lot of crap, especially after last game, last loss, is Marcus Smart, right? Last game, he shot three of 15. Nobody ever likes watching Marcus Smart shoot 15 times because uh, he's not a good shooter. Percentage, not there. Uh, however, tonight, Two of six from the field. Did he take a couple erratic threes? Sure. Uh, but he was much better controlling the pace, controlling the flow of the game. End of the night, team high, six assists. Uh, and it really got, he got everyone involved. Everybody involved. And when he's, when he's doing that, everybody else is doing it too. Like this is a game, the Celtics had 29 assists. On 36 makes, 29 assists on 36 makes. That is a massive number, and you absolutely love to see it. And when you have two guys like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown, that are very self-sufficient, I'm not going to say they're selfish players, uh, but they're self-sufficient. Like They're very much guys that can go out, go ISO on you, create their own shot. They didn't really do that a ton tonight. A lot of today's game was drive and dish, drive and dish. And while I'm not a huge fan of the driving and dishing for a three constantly, uh, it worked tonight, right? 21 of 47. I think 47 three-point attempts is far too many, far too many. But when you're shooting 44%, almost, almost 45%, 44.7%, you might as well take the shots, right? I, again, I don't think that you should be taking 47 three-point shots in a game where you only shot 79 times. That is well over, well over 
again, I'm no mathematician here, but I'm a hundred percent confident that they are shooting way too many threes. Uh, with that being said, in games like tonight where they're going in, you absolutely love to see it. But on the flip side, we've all watched several of these games where the shot isn't falling. And instead of, you know, being in the game, they shoot themselves completely out of it because they're just continuing to take these threes. Now, this team has a lot of shooters on it. So you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. Like there are a lot of guys on this team, including Sam Hauser, who was three of five from three today with nine points, uh, as well as five rebounds and two assists. But Sam Hauser's coming in and giving this team meaningful minutes, like 23 minutes for Sam Hauser tonight. And again, take that with a grain of salt as well. This isn't a, this isn't a year where he's going to average anywhere near that, but Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown didn't really play the entire fourth quarter. They checked in for, I think, a minute. And then Malcolm Brogdon hit a couple baskets. They took him immediately out. All right, Jason Tatum played 27 minutes tonight. Jalen Brown was the, the team high with 30. So this is a game where you're resting a lot of these guys. Al Horford, 24 minutes. This is exactly what you want to see. Right, You absolutely love watching this team go out, take care of business, and get some of the other guys some minutes. Grant played a bunch. Hauser played a bunch. Brogdon played a bunch. We saw Pritchard get some minutes. We saw Vonley at the end. Like These are guys that are stepping up. Luke Cornett played a bunch. Uh, these are This is a game where the Celtics aren't needing to rely. They aren't forced to to rely on their starters. With that said, uh, the Celtics did rely on their starters, specifically Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the beginning of this game. They combined in that first quarter, Tatum had 11 points uh, and JB had 16. They combined for 27 points in that first quarter. The Wizards had 15 points total. 27 to 15, just the Jays versus the Wizards. That is a beautiful sight. However, the rest of the game shifted. It's not like we had, we already talked about the final stat lines, right? Jalen Brown ended the game with 24 points. He had 16 in that first quarter. That means, again, he didn't really play anything in the fourth quarter. Uh, but that means he had eight points the rest of the way. Jason Tatum, 11 points in the first, ended with 23. Didn't do a ton the rest of the game, right? Five and six, I think, as far as like quarter by quarter go, right? So we had other guys step up. That second quarter, I will say, was tough. It wasn't an ideal situation for the Celtics. Uh, however, they pulled it off. They absolutely pulled it off. We got outscored 32-24 in that second quarter. And we'll talk about kind of why we got outscored uh, really the downfall of the Celtics. It's, it seems to be a pretty common theme with this team, uh, but we'll talk about that later. But as far as the, the Celtics and the way that they were moving the ball throughout the majority of today, they did a great job and it goes 
really throughout the entire lineup. I know we, we didn't really talk about Derek White, uh, and the stat sheet doesn't really jump out. There's nothing really on the stat sheet saying that he had a really good game. Uh, but this is a this is a guy that's going out there. He's not taking a bunch of shots, right? He was two of six tonight, one of two from three, but he's moving the ball. He's continuing to be solid defensively. They didn't. The Wizards don't really have anyone on that team can, that can really like battle, right? Bradley Beal, good player, right? Didn't really play well. End of the game, twelve points, four of sixteen from the field. Like they didn't really have anyone on that team that played lights out. Porzingis had a pretty good game, probably the best on that team. Seventeen points, thirteen rebounds. He was zero of four from three. Eight of sixteen overall, solid, right? Uh, and he absolutely killed us on the offensive glass, which we'll talk about in the second half. Uh, but no one's really attacking Derek White, right? There's been a couple games this season where teams have kind of been singling out Derek White, and he's a good defensive player. But when you look at the Celtics as a whole, who are you going to try to attack? Is it Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart? Probably not, as far as perimeter players go. Probably not. Derek White, while he is a really good defensive player, is the weakest out of that bunch, right? So you're really forced to go at these guys. The Wizards don't really have anyone to go at Derek White. So that's it. I mean, that's a. it's just a beautiful, beautiful game for the Celtics through and through. Everybody moved the ball. Everybody that played like meaningful minutes had at least one assist. Like you can go down the line, Tatum three, Al one, Smart six, White two, JB two. Even Vonley had one. Grant Williams three, Hauser two, Cornette three. I want to talk about Cornette real quick. Uh, there was one play specifically that drove me nuts. Grant Williams, excellent up fake drive, easy dish down to Cornette. Cornette looks at the rim. He's three feet away and then turns around. He had an easy layup. Didn't even try to go up. With that said, Luke Cornette did hit a buzzer beater sidestep three. We saw last year, Cornette can shoot the three. He's gut range. That was kind of the reason that I was even on board with him sticking around is because he has range. He can kind of space the floor well enough. Uh, but he's also a really underrated, sneaky good passer. Like three assists tonight, a lot of them were really good looks. So I was very happy with the minutes that we got from him. Defensively, wasn't great. Uh, definitely not going to say he was good defensively. Uh, but he held his own, I thought. Porzingis definitely got the best of him a couple possessions. But overall, this is a solid game through and through. Uh, I was very happy with the way that the Celtics were moving the ball and the fact that everybody got involved. So love to see that. With that being said, it's definitely not a perfect game, right? There were some negative pieces to the game. Before we dive into kind of all of the negatives, what happened throughout the game, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's betting on the Celtics versus Warriors, that NBA Finals rematch, DraftKings is your place to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. We talked about really how the Celtics got their big lead. Again, 34-15 in that first quarter. Second quarter, collapse, right? Outscored 32-24. How did we get there, right? Really common theme. What have we been talking about all season long? Rebounding and turnovers. Those have been the two Achilles heels of this Celtics team this season. But honestly, go back to last year as well. Uh, They got out-rebounded 52-47 tonight, which in the grand scheme of things, not terrible. Where we got murdered was on the offensive boards. 16 offensive rebounds. I talked about Porzingis having his seven offensive rebounds. The Wizards had 16 total offensive rebounds, which just kills the Celtics. It gives the Wizards a lot of second-chance opportunities, and they took advantage of it, right? Not with the three-point mark, because they shot horrible from that, uh, but this Wizards team took advantage of the fact that they had multiple possessions a lot of the times down the court. Like, 16 offensive rebounds is far too many. Uh, But it didn't really stop there. Right, Because the Celtics also turned the ball over 14 times, which is way too many times. The Wizards scored 94 points in this game, which it, it, as a, from a defensive standpoint, that's a really good mark to hold people to. If you can hold teams under 100, you're probably going to win that, especially in today's NBA. 
out of those 94 points, 17 of them came off of turnovers. And then they had 10 fast break points on top of that. So like the Celtics are shooting themselves in the foot at multiple points throughout this game. And it's something you can do and get away with against the Wizards, a a team that is shooting absolutely abysmal percentage-wise from three. Like they shot seven of 32 tonight, 22% from three. Very few teams are going to do that, right? So all of these opportunities that we're creating for Washington by giving them offensive rebounds, by turning the ball over, most teams are going to take advantage of that. And this Wizards team definitely better than we've seen in the past, right? I mean, not this game specifically, but they've looked good like through the first five games. Today, not so much. But through the first five games, they look solid. Porzingis is playing well. You know what you're going to get in Bradley Beal. He didn't play well tonight, but you know, overall, very good basketball player. Uh, but overall, like the Celtics are giving away too many opportunities. And we've seen it in games past. Like go back to the the Cavs game, right? All these issues happened in that Cavs game. What happened in that Cavs game? We blew the game right? Had a big lead, lost it. And we had a big lead tonight, had it up to 25. We lost it down to 11. So we're giving other teams the ability to come back. And that is a huge issue, right? The Wizards went on a 16 to two run in that second. After a couple of bad turnovers, we talked about Jason Tatum. He had four turnovers in that second quarter. Can't do it. You can't do it. Seven turnovers in the first half. Tatum had four of them. All right. So you don't like seeing that aspect of it. Uh, but this is a this is a Wizards team that led the NBA in field goal percentage. They were shooting 49.1%. 49.1%. We held them to 38.8. That is absolutely incredible. So while the defense wasn't perfect tonight. They definitely held their own, which you absolutely love to see. So overall, I'm pumped about this game, right? The Celtics kept all of their starters minus JB under 30 minutes. JB played 30, 30 even. So you keep all of your starters under 30 minutes, all of your players under 30 minutes. And now they have Monday and Tuesday off uh, before playing again on Wednesday, which again, going back to going back to Cleveland, playing the Cavaliers, going to be a good game, right? So we've got a we've got a fun stretch. I talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, but we've got Cleveland Wednesday. We've got the Bulls on Friday and the Knicks on Saturday. Talk about like just an absolutely dynamic schedule of teams that we just absolutely want to kick the shit out of, right? The, we, got, we got the two revenge games of the most recent, Right, we've got the the Cavs and the Bulls, two teams that just beat us, and then the Knicks, who you know everyone just hates the Knicks, New York, right? Uh, and then we start a, a pretty fun stretch uh, where we go play Memphis, a little John ja Moran action on Monday. So we've got a we've got a fun you know seven eight days of basketball here, 
but the Celtics need to start cleaning up some of these mistakes. The turnovers need to clean up. The rebounding, I understand it's an issue, right? No Rob Williams is going to be tough. We all knew that. The team needs to do better about, you know, working as a collective and getting help on the boards. You're not going out and getting any like mid-level exception type guy. You're not bringing anyone else in at this point. The roster we have is the roster we're going to have in a month, right? It's not changing. So similar to what Jalen Brown did today with his 10 rebounds, the rest of the team needs to get more involved. Jason Tatum's done a great job of it throughout the year. Jalen Brown's done a great job. We need more from everybody. Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, they all need to rebound. I'll give some credit to Sam Hauser. Like he's not a overly physical guy, uh, but even he had five rebounds tonight. So guys are stepping up. Guys are getting more involved in that. Uh, and we need more of it. That's it. So those are kind of the two areas that I'm going to be looking at uh, focused on at this Cavs game. Cause we saw what they can do. Like they've got Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley that are just two behemoths that can rebound the hell out of the ball. The Celtics need to be better. Uh, but they've got two days. I'm sure they're going to watch that game over a couple times. They're going to do their research. They're going to try and figure out, you know, weak spots within the defense. Uh, try to figure out that drop, drop defense scheme a little bit more heading into that game uh, on Wednesday. So, that's where we're going to leave things off here. I appreciate everyone hopping on the on the stream. Love doing it so far. Uh, going to continue that. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. So if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. This will be streamed there as well as YouTube, uh, which is Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. That's the channel. Uh, you can also find the live stream on Boston Celtics Till I Die Facebook page. Uh, so make sure to follow that as well. Other than that, have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we?